welcome to the TradQuest Podcast. I'm your host, James Orr, and today we're in beautiful, hot Western states here in Yakult, Washington. It's a traditional only event. We've got all kinds of brothers and sisters of the bow. Uh, everyone's out enjoying the courses. And today I have with me my co-host, Robert <laughs> Borland. Also uh, joining us today, Trent Wangard. Yeah. Trent Wangard. <laughs> So, Trent, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, what you do for a living. Uh, tell us about your bows, your mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Uh, I am 27 years old. So, uh, Young pup. Uh, young young pup. pup, yeah. So, nobody run away yet. <laughs> so, 27, uh, lived in Colorado for six or seven years, just moved back to uh, northwest Montana where I grew up, and um, just kind of took a plunge into the the Boyer business full-time uh, about two months ago. About all I've been doing for the last two months is bows. And uh, just, uh, th- and actually that's why I'm here. Set up a booth and and that's how I met you. Actually, I, ironically, I listened to your podcast, your first two podcasts uh, a few days ago while I was gluing up bows. Oh, And I, I came over that. here, I never once even, yeah, and I, yeah, I never even thought of meeting you here and Weird set of circumstances. We end up shooting a course together, and here, yeah, the trad yeah. life is a, is a is a small circle. It's, it's a small awesome. world. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that was cool. And but what were you doing uh, before you decided to take the plunge and just do bows? Um, I was um, for my my whole time in Colorado. I was I was working for a well, long story short, it was basically a really rich guy that had a lot of big properties down there. Okay, um, he had three uh, three or four main big ranches kind of lumped together okay it was so doing maintenance and stuff for him well no it was doing more special project stuff okay cool so um uh he he, you know he was wanting some cabins way up high in the mountains we'd do that and uh it was really awesome because summertime basically get paid to to hike between 10 13 thousand feet off the grid type of guy yeah yeah yeah. so got to do stuff up there and then the winter time did a lot of custom woodwork for him um the uh um, a lot of doors, tables, chairs, uh, and then a lot of carving on that stuff. So and you're from Colorado? No, from Northwest Montana. Okay, yep. so you're from yep. Montana. Okay, yep. awesome. We went out and shot the course where I first met you. We went out with uh, JT, yeah. Mr. Turner. Yeah, and I'd never all- met him until like 10 minutes before we left. <laughs> okay, and that's always a pleasure. Um, yeah. And I, I heard you mention uh, you're 27, but you said something about you've been building both since you were 13, is that? Uh, 12, 12, yeah. 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 So that's <laughs> impressive. Um, yeah. So... At 12 years old, you were like, I'm going to build myself a bow? I mean... Yeah, well, my dad had a lot to do with that, actually. I was... Uh, I I had shot a recruit... Well, he had little little fiberglass bows when we were, like, three years old on. Sure. It, and um, uh, got a little older. My grandpa, along the line, s- somewhere he somewhere along the line, he gave me uh, his little bear grizzly. Okay. And, um, and it was a bow that he had bought for my dad and my uncle to use when they were in their mid-teens. So I shot that one for a while, and then when I turned 12, I was watching the ads, bought a little a little Martin compound, and uh, and I, I hunted with that the first year. didn't didn't get a shot at anything, but uh, um, that next spring, my I I I like shooting a reeker, but I I I was hunting with the with the with the compound that first year, and obviously I didn't really know what I was doing, so nothing serious, but. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, I somebody gave me a copy of uh, Traditional Boner magazine, and uh, so I was thumbing through that thing, and my dad was looking at it, and he was uh, he he saw a picture of someone 
building a bow in, in during the magazine. He's like, God, man, I, I could, I could see you. I mean, that looks like something you would do. And, uh, cause I was always tinkering with wood, you know, he was always the type. If we ever showed interest in something, he tried to make it possible for us to, to try it. He's really good that way. And, uh, even though we were not wealthy at all, you know, but he tried to make a point to let us try out things if we showed interest. And so he, I, I did some research and uh, ended up buying a little kit from Bingham. You know, they send you a couple pieces of fiberglass and the laminations and a two by four you cut the riser out of and and put it all together, build a little bow and uh, it's the ugliest bow you'll ever see. I can about guarantee you that. You still have it? I still have it. Still string it every once, you know, you know, I, you know, take it out and shoot it every once in a while. It just for memory's sake, but it is, it's ugly. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's nasty looking, but, uh, um, yeah, that's where I started. So thanks to my dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Uh, hey, Robert, why don't you, uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? <coughs> well, uh, my name is, uh, Robert Borland. Um, grew up in Western Oregon and been bow hunting since I was old enough to the old man. And, um, James conned me on to getting on here and helping him out a little bit. And here we are. So Great. I've been doing and, the and traditional thing for off and on since I was, I don't know, I think the first year I hunted elk with a recurve was back in probably 99 or something. I went up to northern Idaho, and I kind of skipped back and forth until about 08. That's 08. And, and how old are you, Robert? I am 36. 36. Yes. Okay. Not a young buck anymore. Copy. Yeah. <laughs> Robert uh, and Andy Ponce of Addictive Archery, they were on a uh, Gritty Bowman episode talking wood arrows and talking Addictive Archery and bow hunting. Mm -hmm. So if you guys uh, listen to the Gritty Bowman, you uh, may have seen uh, Robert there. And uh, Robert is uh, a, a good friend and hunting partner of Andy's, and he's a good friend and hunting partner of Dan Godfrey, who's a good friend of mine. As uh, we're having this uh interview now uh episode three is going to hit today with the danimal godfrey dan the man that's for sure yeah and by the uh, time you hear this you guys have uh, already met dan um so yeah I'm, I'm excited about all this so yeah why don't uh why don't you guys uh, let's just get into bow hunting all right i got some questions for you okay so what's it like <laughs> growing up in northwest montana i mean that's the well, jungle up there Did you grow <laughs> up have a chainsaw when you were eight or what uh not quite um <laughs> Well, number one, you got it used to not having a whole lot of people around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Close that's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, yeah, I don't know. We we uh, we we lived in it. We we had neighbors, but um, yeah, we basically spend all my summer days just out hacking down serviceberry bushes and making anything I could out of them. And arrow, you know, bows. I'd make little bows out of them, and they'd last about a day or two until they got dried out and were stiff. But <laughs> um, just yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, so it's, it's the sticks, great, it's, huh? it's the sticks. Yeah. It's brushy. It's a lot like here in Oregon. Yeah. Actually. It's a lot like or Western Washington. Oregon. Okay. <coughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, uh, not as many ferns and moss much. A lot more maybe, alders too. A lot, a lot of, a lot, a lot of, of yeah. alder. Yeah. So, so what's the wildlife, uh, in that country? Uh, elk, well, yeah, elk and deer, like the down low, you got the white tails up higher, you got the got the muleys and uh the whitetails um I, i've seen them already up with the mountain goats already uh, like they, they'll range the whole way but they're mostly down lower um and then the the uh the elk are uh just kind of they they used to hang out a little higher and only come down the winter seems lately since the wolves hit a little worse they tend to stay down the flats more than they oh. used to maybe but um um and then moose got got a good bit of moose shiris moose shiris moose yeah okay 
and uh have you uh have you had the opportunity to draw a moose tag or i did when i was 15 yeah oh, oh wow <laughs> yeah i i i really regret it i i decided to go bigger nothing or like big i'd write i'd made the decision to shoot a big one um with a rifle rather than shoot a small one with a bow and i had a couple really like awesome chances with the bow like one at three yards uh, well like one i could have shot at three yards one at like 15 yards on camera like little 30 inch bowls and sure. I, I passed on them I, and i i ended up shooting a a, a good a decent bowl with my rifle and i i i wish i would i wish i'd have shot one of them smaller ones with my bow now but sure yeah but uh it's water it's, it's water under the bridge so yeah yeah <laughs> so it give you the experience uh, to be where you are today yeah no it, it was i was I was glad at the time of what I did, but now now I wish I would have shot it with a bow. So but. do you uh, actively pursue uh, the wapiti with the stick and string in Montana? Yeah. I Well, I just moved back from Colorado. Okay. Uh, that was just like two, three months ago. So I haven't hunted up here for six, uh, six or seven years. Um, Northwest Montana, you're talking? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And, and then in, in Colorado, you were hunting elk then? Yeah. Yeah, mostly elk. I... Um, I really didn't have any time to, I, I, I hunted deer just a little bit, not much. Um, I, with my work and family and stuff, I just didn't have time to, uh, to hunt, uh, hunt as much as I wanted to. So I had to kind of prioritize if I'm going to just pick one thing, it's going to be archery elk and down there you have to pick your weapon. You know, you can't do a, get a archery bull tag and then get a, yeah, get a, that's yeah. how Oregon is. It's oh, that's, okay. Weapon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that was foreign to me. I didn't. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, what's going? <laughs> what's going on?" Right. Uh, but anyway, if, if I'm gonna have to pick, I I go with the bow, you know. And so I, that's what I did uh, down there. And so and, uh, in this 14 year span, from when you built your first bow to to, to present, and you just went uh, full time, were you dabbling in bow building this whole time? Was there? Uh, did you take time off from that? Or I always build at least a few every year. Okay. Some some years maybe it was only one or two in my like my really busy years where I was just didn't have time. It was maybe only one or two. But I always build at least a you know well not two might have been about the less the least. But yeah, I al I always build a couple. Just for friends and stuff like that. Yeah, myself <laughs> and friends and yeah, just I, I sold a few through a a uh, little archery shop there so in Thompson Falls. So have they always just been takedown recurves, or have you done one-piece no, recurves? No, I started out one-piece recurves. Uh, the, the the design I spent the most time on, my kind of my pet design was a, a little uh, uh, one-piece hybrid. Um, uh, I spent a lot of time on that. It was kind of my, my thing. They're really lightweight. Um, like a 50-style recurve? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, did I say recurve? Uh, uh, hybrid. Sorry, oh, hybrid. hybrid longbow. Little hybrid longbow. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hybrid longbow. And um, I that was kind of my thing. You'd stick a little carbon limb on there, and it was like really lightweight in the hand. Uh, like the one bow I built, it was like a 70 pound draw. Physical weight was 13 ounces. Oh, okay. It's like it's like you pull it back, and it's like you can barely keep it steady because there's you're not well, holding anything barely. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, actually, for me personally, I really like a one piece bow, be a recurve or a long bow, and I like a bow that feels unstable. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Unstable without a quiver full of arrows. Okay. So yeah. if if I shoot a bow that's real stable, w uh, without the quiver on, yeah. and then once I put the quiver full of arrows, I feel like it's a tank. Okay. And, and yeah. I I like shooting a bow with a quiver full of arrows. So yeah. I, f I get a bow that is kind of like when I shoot it, I'm like, oh, this thing's a little uh, a, a little unstable. 
and then I put the quiver full of arrows, and it's just right. And that's yeah. just personal preference for me. So I really, yeah. uh, I, I never like a takedown bow because they always are the mass weights too much. I see. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. I, um, I well, okay. I went from that. And I started making takedowns, and I started doing. I started with the takedown hybrid. Is kind of w w what I was doing. And three uh, piece. Three piece, and the only reason I was doing the hybrid is because I'm such a carbon nut. I love carbon. I, I was going to ask you that. I, yeah. I noticed you've got a foam carbon model. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um. Yeah. I. Um. The last year or two, I've had access to some carbon that I've not been able to get uh, un until now. Um, I. It's probably available, but I just didn't know how to get it. Basically, uh, it, it, it's it's a woven carbon, and uh, it's it, it. There's like tons of uh, torsional. Um, stability. stability. Uh, did, like, did you grab the riser and twist the limbs? You around? showed me that. You, yeah. yeah. What, what did you it, call that carbon? Joel was calling it something. I don't even know what it yeah. was like. R <laughs> something. Yeah. He knows more about it than I do. Sure. sure <laughs> as far right. as the, what it's called, I. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah it's I, just the carbon. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple guys using yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, but anyway, um, this carbon is a little different than the carbon I used to use. Um, the carbon I used to use was all uh, like it. Basically, it, it wasn't woven. Woven. And, it's all uh, black. It was all just one direction, yeah. and it it made a it made a zippy bow. I mean, it really cranked an arrow out there, but it uh, it was really unstable. Right. And so you could make a hybrid limb out of it, like a longbow or hybrid limb. And uh, you know, after doing hybrid limbs for a while, I I kind of switched to I, I I started doing like this this mild recurve. So I uh, I I totally designed that limb for that carbon, and just did a mild recurve so I could have a recurve but it's still the carbon. Right. Um that that was okay. It it was it, it was a good bow but I, I like what I got now a lot better. I uh, obviously or I'd yeah. still be making the other. And but uh, and you're I see you're offering like a, uh three different risers is it 13, 15 and 17? Yeah, 13, 15, 18. Yep. At 18. Yep. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and bow lengths anywhere from 54 to 64. And so you're not I, making uh, a one piece anymore. No, well, or I keep getting guys asking me about it and like right. do you make this do you make that well yeah i've made i've made straight hill bows i've made right. i've made about anything but sure. i i uh i decided um rather than trying to be uh jack of all try to be master of one for now and yeah <laughs> totally and, it, and, and it must be really rewarding to uh to build that bow and then take it out into the elk woods or deer woods and oh, kill yeah. something that feels that feels good yeah, yeah. i, I could imagine i was saying you you said you Built some bows, yeah, right? yeah. Back in the day, same yeah. thing. I got the little Bingham thing. I think yeah. when I was a nineteen. Yeah. And uh, but I never, never succeeded in killing anything with the ones. Well, I made. yeah, you. The you first one I made yeah. broke though. That's a difference oh, between you okay. and me. Okay. The first one I made, I still have it, but it's broken in two okay. pieces. You need to, <laughs> you need to build one or take one you build or something and go shoot well, at least one thing. I always sometime. figure we'll, now we'll go hog hunting in Texas or there's something. There's guys yeah. that are a lot better at it than they're doing a long time like yourself that <laughs> yeah. I trust a lot better. Uh, yeah. I've, like I feel if I was the old Indian in camp, I would be just the guy out hunting and the bow making guy would be in there uh, making okay. the bows. Yeah. I, uh -oh, so. I, <laughs> I'm in trouble then. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I thought about dabbling myself, and I've got to spend a bunch of time in Norm Johnson's shop, Black Tail oh, Bows, yeah. yep. and I've been uh, able to. I mean, I haven't built my own bows by no means, but I've been able to be in on some builds on my on my own mm -hmm. bows, and I mean that's cool in its own mm -hmm. right. But I think if I'm going to build my own bow, it's going to be uh, Osage self bow. Yeah, the uh, self bow thing—that's yeah. something. It's but if I'm going to shoot a fiberglass bow, somebody that's been doing it for yeah. ever. Yeah, we'll I I want I want a professional. Yeah, that I'm I'm right there with you, Robert, <laughs> for sure. Uh.
Cool. Well, let, let's uh, let's dive back into bow hunting. Uh, I noticed uh, some photos on your table on your display. You got a um, mountain goat there. Yeah, no, um, that was so awesome. Awesome. Why don't you give us a uh, uh, the, the story from uh, you know how did you get the tag? Where? When did you find out that you drew the tag? I don't think they just give uh, those tags out <laughs> everywhere. And, and I wish they would for me. But <laughs> um, yeah, but basically, I was down in Colorado. I was getting, I was keeping my points alive. So if you skip more than three years, you you lose your points. So they do preference points for goats there. Okay. In, in yeah, Mon- well, in, in bonus, Montana. Yeah, bonus points. So so basically, they square your points. So okay, uh, in Montana. if you have say, I think I might have had six, seven, eight points somewhere in there. Okay. So say you have seven points. It'll uh it'll go you you put in and it'll they'll do seven times seven that's the amount of times your name gets put in the hat that's the way I was told anyway okay it works um <coughs> places like Colorado like for their elk deer that kind of thing they do it it's totally opposite it's whoever has the most points gets the tag for, sure mm-hmm. um for that but um in Oregon we get a preference point system for uh, all the species of animals except for sheep and goat it's just a random random luck. Duck. yeah mm-hmm. kind of like Idaho then sure okay. yeah so um I got sick of I was like, I, I don't want to keep spending all this money every year or two. And by then, I, the first year or two, we were pretty tight. So I skipped some time because I just w- couldn't afford it. And then I, uh, I uh, was like, well, I need to keep my points alive. And I, I almost let the goat points go, you know. And I was like, man, I'm stupid, though, if I do. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep them alive, you know. And, and you know, I'll get my refund back anyway soon. Yeah, that was still back when they were doing the refund thing. And uh, they switched it now a little different system but so um i was like you know i don't want to keep having to do this so i'm going to find the easiest tag to draw period and i'm not going to do research see if it's any good or not i'm just going to find the easiest tag to draw go online make sure that there is actually goats there and then (laughs) uh (laughs) like you know and and then just put in for it just go for it and so that's what i did i went through everything found found the, the tag with the that was easiest to draw put in for it and <laughs> I, I drew it <laughs> um and weren't you uh someone you were criticized a little bit but for wasting your points on that um not that one okay. you might be thinking of one of the other hunts okay the, 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 the sheep, sheep the sheep okay hunt. yeah we'll talk about um, Jeez, man. yeah yeah <laughs> I, I hit it lucky man yeah we'll <laughs> talk about that next um so anyway uh yeah so the goat the goat thing comes comes around and and um obviously i, I I, I I draw this tag and I I, I couldn't sleep the next night. I was like <laughs> sure. I totally could not sleep. My wife was like, "Dude, what's wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> you're you're acting all you're acting like a kid." Uh, I put uh, in for him yeah. and I don't have a chance in heck. We don't even have a preference yeah. system. But then right when I put in for it, I think, "Well, what would I do if I got it?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I, it's a daydream. But I I told her I was like, "Hey, I, luckily I had a really understanding boss back then." But I told her I said, "I don't care if if I get." fired or like i it's my job or the goat hunt i'm going on the goat hunt i'll find something <laughs> else to do you know I, i'm going on the goat hunt and uh but no they they were really great the guy i work with he used to hunt and then the yeah it's anyway they were good with it but anyway um, so you drew the tag yeah and how much time did you have to prepare and what was the game plan ah boy i had um june i think it was june i think it was middle to end of june i found out i drew it and the season for that unit because that unit can get snow extra early get snowed out i they they have their te- their season starts a little bit earlier because of that in uh um october huh yeah september, september 1st. Huh? yeah okay and so i called up um i called up a few different people talked to 
it was kind of my excuse to call a few people, sure. you know. So I was calling different guys and um, talked to a number of different guys like Fred Eichler and and uh, actually Dan Dan uh, Tol- uh, Tolkien. Yeah. Yep. Oh, awesome. Super nice guy. Those yeah. guys were helpful. Yeah, oh, yeah. He he gave me a lot. Of, Dan gave me a lot of great advice. Um, maybe I shouldn't say that because now everybody's gonna call him. And <laughs> 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 Sorry, Dan. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, I, 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 w- I was not able to go scouting because it's so far away, and uh, I, I got a hold of a guy uh, that was local. Um, there in that area, and uh, he gave me a lot of great advice on where to go, where to start. And he's like, you know, if you go this certain area, you can usually find them. If they're not in that area exactly, you'll find them from that area. And I found out after I drew the tag that that area actually does have a, a good amount of goats. It's just so rugged. A lot of people don't want to hunt it. Okay. And, and um, do you got a, a scouting partner, a hunting partner for this hunt, or are you going solo? Um, I thought for a while I might be going solo, but uh, my one cousin, uh, Caleb, he if He's a type. If he at all can, he's coming. Cool. And, uh, That's nice. And he's a beast in the mountain, man. I mean, you awesome. put some weight on him, and he can pack. It's yeah, good to have so those it's, guys. It's good to have him around. But yeah. anyway, so, uh, and I was really pushing my dad to come. I was like, Dad, you got to come along this hunt because uh, I, I knew he'd get a kick out of it, you know, way back in. And, and, uh, and So is it a wilderness area? Yes, yes. And how long yeah. uh, do you have to get it done? Oh, well, I think technically the season was open until end, like the weekend after – um thanksgiving okay but uh, you planned it, uh the first uh, you were planning like a very a first day yeah hunt. uh dan had hunted areas close to there years ago i guess and, and a couple of locals were telling me too he said if you for sure want to get a goat uh you have to go in there right at the start because you can be snowed out sometimes as early as september 15th you can be done and that's why they moved the season back because uh, I think I think it was Dan was telling me that when he drew it, Dan Tolkey. Yeah, yeah, well, he he drew the unit next to it. I think, but anyway, he said the season opened September fifteenth, and he went in for a weekend hunt, came out, and a blizzard came in and just totally sealed everything off, and that was the end of the go hunt. Oh. Um, so yeah, it'd be a heartbreaker. So they they that happened enough must be that they moved the season back, back in those couple now, years. Now September first, do the, do these goats have a coat on them or are they short summer co- summer, summer coat. coat? I mean, the one I shot had had yeah. a had a patch of winter hair, but okay, that was still I think from the year before I think. Sure. But uh, uh, but anyway, I um, I convinced my dad to go along. I told him, ah, oh, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, I was like, have you ever been there? No, I've never been there, but I'm looking at Google Earth. It's, it's not that bad. So I Not that bad at 12,000 feet? Well, I, I can't remember the elevation. I'm thinking it was more like 10,000 at the highest, but I oh, could okay. be wrong. I convinced him to go along. So it was my cousin killed, my dad. We all w- took off up there. And uh, we, with me, I drove straight up from Colorado, and my wife and kids kept on going up to northwest Montana where we're from to hang out with, with family while I'm on, on this hunt. I uh, I took the gear and food for two weeks, or uh, two two and a half weeks. I I you know you know took enough just in case it takes a while and and uh, so you weren't gonna be, you weren't gonna bounce back and forth for like no. a, you what you're going in for that no duration. where we're going uh, you didn't want to bounce back and forth too much there was how many was miles a, well it was yeah. only ah <clears throat> uh, boy I'm thinking it was like four miles but it was like it was like a trail a little like a mile and a half two miles and then it was uh a lot of um gnarly uh cross country through yeah yeah it was, it was like rock. it was like really steep with like rock and like a uh, burned Shale. out area and then the last part was like just a crazy steep 
hike loose rock. It was it was bad. And anyway, we ended up getting up to where we're going. Um, by the time we found the found the right roads, found our way back to the trailhead, finally got our gear all together and got back there was and, and then actually hiked back into where we're going. It was uh, it already been dark for a while by the time we got to to their camping spot. And and on the way up, we seen some goats up on a ridge. And uh, I wasn't gonna be picky. I had talked with the uh, biologists and. They were like, um, um, they would actually like for people to kill some nannies out of there because the population is a little high. And I guess the next unit over, they had starved themselves out uh, some. So I was like, okay, uh, if it's a dry nanny that's big. And she said some of the biggest goats in that unit sometimes are nannies, like these big old nannies that are dried up. And uh, and so I was like, a younger Billy or an old nanny, I'm, I'm doing it. You know, I'm not going to be picky with a bow, you know. And uh, I, cause I really want to do it with a bow. I kind of learned from my moose, hunt, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so I, uh, uh, we packed in. Opening morning uh, was, you know, the next day. We slept, and uh, I, I slept in a little bit because we got in so late. But uh, r- right around daylight, I got up and I glassed around, found this goat, and uh, it looked like a monster. It looked huge, and, and I think it was. I think it was, yeah, I think it was a big one, but. I was watching it for a while. All of a sudden, I saw I had a little kid. I was like, whoa, you know, good thing. I I didn't have a very good spotter, and so I couldn't get close enough to it. But anyway, uh, the ghosts we'd seen the night before, there was uh, um, two two billies in that group. Um, they were younger billies. Um, and then there was, uh, uh, boy, getting fuzzy on the details, but it was like maybe three nannies with kids. And then there was two or three that were dry. And you're glassing from, you like a well, mile yeah, away. Well, yeah, it was, was kind of yeah, it was maybe three quarter mile. Um, but um, the and I had purposely washed them the night before, and you could tell which ones had the kids and which not, because uh, I was kind of trying to keep track of that. And I, I noticed there was uh, one of the nannies that did not have a kid, had a uh, big blotch of winter hair. There was a couple of them that did, but this one had a very distinct one on the side. And then there was the those couple billies, and uh, so I took some notes of that um, that evening. And the next morning, we I went back to the tent, got Caleb. We we went over to this this the kind of the ridge leading up to him, and they were kind of on a finger ridge on the face side uh, uh, towards us. We went and washed them there there again a while. We're kind of picking out which ones would be actually be able to shoot, and uh, uh, they they went up around that finger ridge. And as soon as they did, we we quick took off. We kind of wait for them to go around. We quick took off. We had to s- actually sneak past the goat I had spotted earlier. Um, it would have been a totally a slammer stock to go in there and kill that one, but it had a little kid. Um, so we had to sneak past that one. Uh, we were within bow range of it. Uh, we didn't peek over and look at it, but it was like it was right there. And so we went over to the, the peak, snuck over, and just eased our way up till we could see them. And they had they had bedded down this whole shelf. It was like a bald peak with just a couple little shrubby trees. So uh, Caleb stayed back uh, where we spotted him there, and I went over, took my socks off. They, at this point, they were maybe 80 yards down the hill. Wind's just screaming up, uh, straight up the mountain, like solid. No, don't worry about that swirling. And uh, so we um, we went and um, I went and just snuck down there, took took a little while but yeah just snuck down there those shrubs and at those shrubs i was about 30 yards from uh two of the two of the billies they were uh they were bedded up down there 
And uh, and are we in the evening or is this a morning? This morning, morning. morning. Yeah, morning of the first day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, so we and I was just I I could have shot it bedded, I guess, but I just did not want to. I had heard sure. a lot of stories of uh, of these animals. Uh, you 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 hit them, and if you don't hit them just perfect, they'll go dive off a cliff, or they'll they'll die in some for nasty. Uh, place and they'll roll down i mean shelf that you yeah, need, yeah yeah you're gonna need roping rope and, and um to them. yeah and i was warned pretty hard about that and so i was, I was like as I, I feel comfortable shooting a goat here if i if i have a good clean shot you know and i was like well first day i was trying to talk myself into it like do not push yourself be very because i'm i'm normally the type of guy growing up in the northwest uh and, ma- and you've you've hunted where I grew up, and you know what it's like. You hunt your butt off, and you barely ever get a shot at elk. I mean, it's tough. It's like Oregon. Yeah, yeah, and in North Idaho, anybody yeah, hunts Oregon, that too. Oregon coast, yeah. And uh, so I'm the type. If I get half a chance, man, it's gone. Yeah. You know, I you if you if you hesitate, you're not going to kill anything. Right. And so it was hard, you know, because there's this these goats just right there, and it was maybe I don't know half an hour, something like that. And I said, no, wait, wait, I'm not going to mess this up. You wait. And uh, all of a sudden, way down the hill, there was like these, these two two uh, billies. Then there was a nanny and a kid bedded right there. And then way down the hill, this goat stands up. It was the old dry nanny. She's uh, maybe 60 yards down the hill. And she kind of mills around, starts working her way up. It was too far for me to shoot. And uh, working her way up. I was looking at her coming up, and I was like, dude, that's bigger than the billies that are that are here. And that's what the biologist had told me. He said a lot of the – there's some record book sure. nannies. There's some yeah. big nannies, and they said, uh, if, if you don't mind, shoot one of those because you know, we, we're trying to lower the population, you know. That's great. And so I was like, you know, if that one gives me a shot, I'm going for that one. You know, whichever – the billy or that one, I won't – you know, whichever one gives me the first shot, I'm taking it even though it's the first day. <laughs> and uh, long story short, she works her way up past all the other goats and feeds right up to uh, uh, like 12 or 13 yards. Ugh. And she's quartering towards me, but um, it was so close that I knew I could squeeze it right in there. And uh, yeah, shot her right there. Um, she ran down. So it was a downhill r- shot? Yeah, kind of not too, not very steep because she came up kind of parallel. But yeah, just... Shot over there. She ran down the hill. Um, she stopped again at 45, 50 yards, and it's a shot I was doing in my backyard all sure. year. And but you've already got one in her. Yeah, and I, I, I shot that one shot. I knew she's dead. I was like, I was like, you know, oh, you always do again. You know, yeah. I learned that with elk. You always put another one in. Yeah. And I, uh, I was so excited. Standing. I was so excited. <laughs> I just, I like just muffed it, just <laughs> winged it, and just went right over her back. It's like, ah. but anyway. Did not necessary anyway. She took a couple more steps and she rolled down this uh, this little uh, little draw there. And I we went down there and here, her head caught on a rock. There's this little rock outcropping right in the middle of this little draw, mm-hmm. this shale slide. Right. And she rolled down there, her head caught on this uh, this uh, this little rocky thing there. And I I quick went down there, grabbed her. Right when I grabbed it, it started going. And oh. I like I just. If it went, we'd have had to go like, it was, she would have rolled down and went over these this big huge cliff, and we'd have had to go way way out around 
because yeah, we were rimrock there, obviously. It, right. It, it would have been a mess. And so uh, Save, saved by the just the last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got killed down there. We we grabbed it and somehow got it up to the ridge top there, and and uh, and my dad was able to watch me kind of start my stock from the tent. If we'd have, if he'd have known where to look for me, he could have watched me shoot it too. But he he didn't quite know exactly where to look, you know. But anyway, so uh, he came up. We, uh, we, 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 we flagged him, got him over there and, uh, and yeah, I was pretty special to have my dad there. And, uh, so you're 27 yeah. years old. You've drawn a moose tag, <laughs> a goat tag and a sheep tag. Yeah. I drew a sheep oh tag. Oh my goodness. That, that work. Luck of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how did that, uh, that, uh, dry nanny, how did she eat? Good. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It was about exactly how people said goat is. Um, I mean, I like domestic goat. I love it. So yeah, um, it's like all, all we eat at home is elk and deer. Like for steaks and stuff, it's elk and deer. Yeah. That's all we eat. And so I'm used to that. And antelope's my favorite. If I get antelope, that's yeah. like number one. But um, I, uh, I, uh, I, w- I was told that goat steaks tend to be a little stringy, like a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, that but that makes awesome burger. Um, and I was like, you know, once a lifetime animal, you're gonna <laughs> grind it up, you know. It's like, um, so I I did a bunch of steaks out, of it, but I I did it, it, if you have it side by side, it is a hair tougher, but sure. it's it's not much. It still know. tastes delicious. Cause yeah, it's a goat, yeah, right? it's a goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you don't get to eat that, so it's like no. you look at the bite. It's like okay, <laughs> yeah, hard, yeah, hard earned anyway. Eat, eat slow, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we. Uh, we got that thing. We we stayed there the rest of that day. Just hung out, took care of the meat, took our time, relaxed. Uh, just yeah, t- totally. Because we worked hard getting up there the day before, and here I had packed up food for two and a half weeks, and uh, <laughs> so we didn't no, leave. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't leave any plastic behind. But let's just say some grizzlies had a good meal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I haven't mm. met uh, anyone that's hunted a goat. So I mean, oh really? Awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. No, it was. It was. It was. It was a lot of fun. I and it, you shot that with uh, longbow or recurve? It was a recurve. Recurve. Yeah. Yeah. Very well, cool. how, what was the weight on it? That one was um, fifty six or fifty seven pounds. And no penetration least. problems with the front on. At 56 no, well, probably. it wasn't front on. It w- it was well quartering two, but I knew okay. I could kind of get it right behind the shoulder, oh, okay. kind of tuck All it right. in. Um, it was just angling to the point where I felt comfortable trying to slide it in behind the shoulder there, and um, uh, yeah, yeah, no problems there. Yeah, right um, on. That's awesome. So I know Robert. Uh, you haven't hunted goat or no. sheep. <laughs> no, no, I can't moose. draw a tag for anything. <laughs> I just found out yesterday. Again, Nevada, nothing. Sixteen uh, years. Nevada. Sixteen years in Nevada, or, nothing. Yeah, elk, Ouch. desert yeah. corn. I've drawn a couple deer tags, but I can't. Yeah, I've been applying for tags since I was twenty years old. Everywhere, I don't draw well, anything. We'll but I'm <laughs> due. I'm gonna rub this guy's arm or something. Well, you're you're gonna draw like eight tags at one yeah. time. Well, yeah. when you hear my strategy, you might change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do some talking. Don't say it on here. Yeah. We do the secret strategy. Uh, well, uh, I guess it's no secret that uh, you hunted the, sh- the bighorn sheep. So I did. Let's yeah. Just, let's just roll right into that. Yeah. Sheep was my kind of my holy grail. Like that was like. That's what I wanted to hunt, man. That was like my big thing. When I drew my moose tag when well, I was who, fifteen, who doesn't? I was well. My point is, it was so much so that when I drew my moose tag when I was fifteen, I opened it up. I was like, "Dude, I drew a sheep tag," you know, because I, I I saw this letter from 
the fishing game, and I was like, it has to be a tag, you know. I about flipped, and I opened it up, and it's a moose tag, and I was like, oh, man. It was like, you know. <laughs> oh, that's darn how, it, it's a Cyrus moose tag. I know. That's how, that's how bad I wanted a sheep tag, um, which I got really excited a little later than when it sunk in. Well, yeah, moose, sure, you know. Sure. But anyway, I, um, so I was like, well, hey, the strategy in Montana worked pretty good for – the goat i'm gonna do the same thing in colorado because i knew i was gonna be moving back to montana sometime and i knew i didn't want to be putting in for non-resident down colorado so i was like i am going to and in colorado to they won't even put you in the drawing until you have at least three points for the the moose sheep and goat or at least sheep and goat but anyway um so i um i'm gonna do the same thing there i'm gonna go through all the stats find the easiest tag to draw which happened to be a unit a couple hours from my house um bow only i i found the easiest tag to draw put in for it and with um i was going to be able to go scout a little bit but then uh we had some pretty major tragedy in the family right during scouting season um long story short i did not get any scouting in and i got i was actually very lucky to even be able to go hunting um so anyway i uh long story short was uh season opened i'd never I'd never been in these, never, never set foot in these mountains. With except the mountains I work in, are like south of there. It's the same mountain range, but it's south of there a ways. Um, so I, uh, I went in there, and I had because I wasn't able to scout. I called everybody I could possibly think of to call that I knew had experience in that unit, and uh, one of them was Aaron Schneider. I, this guy's busier and all get out, but I somehow got a hold of him. And yeah, he's he, a wealth of knowledge, so yeah, he doesn't know me from Adam, but sure. he took the time to talk to me. Super great guy. I can't say enough good about him. But he he's like he gave me some pointers on how to hunt sheep a little bit, and because uh, I've obviously never done that. No, none of my family's ever drawn a sheep tag. None of my friends have ever drawn a sheep tag. I just we don't. Right, and he's and been yeah. on like guiding like a whole bunch. Yeah, of like that. Yeah, so I um I picked his brain a little bit. A couple other guys. And he, when I told him what unit I drew, he said, uh, yeah, I said, you you better be okay with not getting a sheep because you might not get a sheep. Because I, I told him I might have to do this solo. And I guess with sheep, that's a pretty big negative, you know. <laughs> so uh, I, w- I went in there and um, we got, I was I went in two days before season, got rained out, tried, yeah, I f- finally we were able to glass a little bit opening day, like by, I think by, we were fogged in until like maybe. When you say we, were you, were you by yourself? Yeah, yeah it, sorry, yeah, me, me and, me and my friend Keith went in there, um, and it was, it was a good, good ways back in there, it was a really rugged place, he's like, if you go, yeah, anyway, we, we went back in there, and like, it was rugged enough to it was hard enough to get back in there we knew there's not gonna be any other because there's 10 other or yeah there's 10 other sheep uh tags that year in that unit so there's a decent amount of hunters but i it's hard enough i didn't think anybody else was going to be in there and which was true there wasn't anybody else in there but we uh got fogged out till like maybe one or two o'clock fog lifted a little bit and we had seen we saw something move like way off on this one ridge the day before and we but the fog came in too quick before we could see put you know put the spotter on and see what it was so anyway that next morning we were like way closer to the slope and the fog lifted a little bit and keith's like hey there's there's a there's some there's a sheep right there and man that thing is huge and it's a big ram and 
So I start looking, and I'm looking like, man, what, what's going on? I mean, I'm seeing a little tiny little, I mean, he's got his lamb tips, basically. What's going on here? And, and he's like, no, no, this is a big one. We're supposed to look at different ones. And sure, sure enough, there was this big ram. I mean, it is, it is a big one uh, on this, this ledge. Big three-quarter curls. Yeah, yeah, it's big. I got some good pictures. I mean, it's it's a nice ram. It's a type of ram you you wouldn't pass it up probably in any unit in Colorado. It was a big one, and so we, <laughs> I uh, it it was the kind of type of thing where he was bedded. I knew I was not gonna be able to get closer than about seventy eighty yards, and my my buddy Keith's like, but as so I was like, I I think I should wait and stalk him until wait till I have a perfect opportunity because. I can't get close enough there. And he said, no, no, you need to go now because uh, you don't know what he's going to do. And um, <laughs> uh, you shot your goat last year, opening day. Wouldn't it be cool to do that again <laughs> on your sheep? So uh, this well, is the next year. This is the following time. year, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I was like, what? yeah, I was like, you got a point there. That'd be <laughs> cool. But yeah, I don't want to mess anything up, you know, because I'm, you know, what if I don't see find sheep again and, He's like, well, man, we found one right away, and, and my myself too. The reasoning was like, you know, we found one this quick, so probably we'll, everywhere, we'll f- right? We'll find, <laughs> we'll find another one. You know, it might take a few days. We'll find another one, and if I mess it up, and so finally, okay, I, I'm going over. So I I went over, and sure enough, I mean, I I was going down the wrong place. Everything looks the same when you're on that other hillside. So he was, uh, he he got me right in where I was supposed to be. We had like a system with our flagging. Um, white bag, yellow bag, and different systems. But anyway, uh, he got me in where I needed to be, or until I recognized the train, then I knew where to go, and, and got slipped down in there, and sure enough, it was 70, 80 yards. Uh, could not get any closer. And um, it was actually a hair better than I thought. It was like if, if you sc- scoot on your back, if you just lay down flat and scoot down just really quietly, um, you can you can almost have him out of view but he was bedded out just far enough to where he could kind of look up there so i was doing this just inching my way down and ants are crawling all over me and you know that kind of thing and all of a sudden he he like whips his head up you know sheep they just kind of all of a sudden just look around you know and i think the one time he caught a little bit of movement and so he just stares up there for forever and you know you're stuck in this weird position you know you know what i'm talking about right and and then uh finally he gets up feeds a little bit and beds back down again and, and long story short it just didn't work and so finally he 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 uh he gets up starts feeding off to the left i take off over there uh i kind of waited till he go over a little finger ridge i i quick boogie i i was in my socks and uh quick went over there and he's going over the next little deal so i quick over there kate came up and there he is in a range i felt pretty comfortable with it was kind of out at the outer edge of my shooting range but it was it's something i felt very comfortable with and i was like okay if i come up really slow um i should be able to pull this off so i, I started coming up really slow and i mean he just pegged me just like that and my mistake was i should have just kept it going because he might have just stood there and watched right but i was like okay what's a lifetime tag i'm not messing this up i don't want to do something stupid you know just calm down you know, this is the first day. So I just I, I just froze kind of half draw there and just, just I mean, crazy slow crept back down. And uh, and he just kind of, I crept down until just my eyes were showing. 
or I, I should say I brought my bow down and my, my eyes just, I just kept watching him and he just stood there for a while and then he, he got nervous and took off up the hill and where he went, it was like, um, he went up one side on this little chute and I went up the other side and it's about a hundred, 150 yards up. Um, it was like this, this cliff going up and then on top is a little saddle deal. And, uh, so I took off up there. I ran as much as I could. It's a crazy steep slope. And I, <laughs> I was, yeah, you just, I was hacking and breathing hard. I can barely, anyway, I get up there and there he is, uh, on the next, he's like the next cliff over. I, uh, it's kind of out there. It's a, it's a range I practice all the time, but I don't normally shoot that far, but I was that summer. I've been nailing that pretty good. And I, I, I probably shouldn't have, but I, 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 with me being so out of breath and everything, but I was like, I just, I think I can do it, you know? And, and I, it felt good. And so I, I, I came back full draw and I told you the other day when we were shooting, my, one of my peeves is shooting across a Canyon. And when I was coming back to full draw, I was thinking about that. Like, <laughs> this is one shot that bugs me shooting across a Canyon. And I, I pulled back. I was like, man, that is far though. I like, I second guessed myself when I was at my first anchor trying to get my second. I second guessed myself and I, I, I picked it up just a hair. I was like, dude, that is far. That's, that's pretty far. And I, I shot and went right over his back. <laughs> Luckily I did not, nick, I didn't, didn't hit him. I found the arrow. It was perfectly clean. N nothing, you know, but I, like I said, it was farther than I, I've ever shot at anything. Um, and I probably shouldn't have taken a shot. I don't know, but it was a range that there again, backyard warrior. I, <laughs> I was, I was slamming it in the, you know, at home, but, um, especially being all out of breath, like I shouldn't have taken a shot. And so that was the only opportunity on the hunt. You that never, was it. That was it. That was it. You I guess if, hunted for another. Well, me and him hunted for, uh, uh, six days and then, uh, never spotted another one. No, we spotted some more, but um, no with, with him, we spotted more. Um, like we, I, we spotted one group that was a mile and a half away, and get over there. We looked for those things for two days. We went over to the area they were at and just totally, like, snuck. Or maybe we were too careful. I don't know, but we were like sneaking over, like crawling up to the edges and glassing, and then we'd crawl around to the other side of the basin and glass back, and we just like, we were, <laughs> we we're treating it like a crime scene. We we're just like. <laughs> Extremely careful not to spook him, you know, and we we could never find him. I, so yeah, he he hunted with me for six days. That first round was three days, and then we went again for another three days, and then I hunted uh, fourteen days by myself. And yeah, my wife is the best. I mean, she she's like, hey, yeah. So this you got your dream. You got to stock home <laughs> on on the first day, and and then uh, you win another total of nineteen days with no more stocks. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I had another stock. Um, I seen a ram. It was like finally my lucky break. I spot this ram that's bedded finally. I usually see them on their feet, and then they'd go over a ridge. I'd go over there. I could never find it. Well, I finally find one that's bedded. I was like, dude, finally a bedded ram is a mile and a half away. Halfway over there, this little airplane starts coming, buzzing ridges, going down. I, I don't know if he was an outfitter looking for sheep or what he was doing or just a pleasure rider, but he – uh. Went over to the ram to the the ridge the ram was on and buzzed the ridge blew him out. and blew him out. I looked for quite a while, found him again half a mile away, um, and it was one of those situations. I I think it was legal. 
I was pretty sure that one that one was legal. There was two there was one that was not legal and one that was I think just so legal and then another one that was So they gotta the be half half curl half in Colorado. Curl. And at that point I was I wasn't too excited. It, I was like, Yeah, I think I would shoot a half curl but I was still kinda hesitant. <laughs> but yeah, long story short. Well, it sounds like an amazing there. adventure either which way. Oh uh, yeah, I, it was a lot of great. It was a great experience. I got to hunt sheep. Yeah, you'll probably hunt them again in a few years right. when you draw another tag. Anyway, I hope right? so. I've got I've got a lot. Trent of points. Lucky Dog. Wanger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of points from Montana, so I I do have that going for okay. me. Okay, so, yeah. so uh, you're drawing all these great tags, but what what's uh, what's number one for you? I mean, what, what elk? Do you, yeah, right. Elk. Of course, right. Us Western That's boys love <laughs> our yeah. some elk. I will, well, in Colorado, this is what basically what happened for six or seven years. I basically had to pick because I didn't have time to hunt both with family and job sure. and everything. And it was elk, definitely. I mean, yeah. some years I only had, I literally, there's like four weeks in a season. S some of those years, uh, the only time I had, I couldn't even take off of work. So I had to hunt the weekend and that was it. Do you hunt them in some open spot and stock country or you like the No, it is brushier and thicker than anything in northwest montana it colorado really yeah it's wow. a unit it's very a very unique unit in colorado That's a lot cool. of a lot of people a lot of pressure and it is locust brush um y you come to the end of the season and your legs are li literally like scratched red like you're you 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 bleed you know your arms like for the next three four months about every year w within three four months of the season i still have scars from like it they they're scarred, then they kind of turn white, you know. That wow. Yeah, it's it's bad, it's bad. Um, well, but that's good. Are you able to use the same tactics growing up in Montana probably, huh? It's the same type of deal. Um, the elk um, acted a little different because, you know, no wolves down there. But did you uh, find success uh, hunting in this country? Yeah, yeah. I, I got an elk every year but I, um, that I hunted it. Um, I lived down there six years, and the one year I was not able to hunt because I was a non-resident. I, like, I didn't feel like – and then I was in tag, and then the other year I didn't hunt was, um, oh boy, the year I drew the sheep tag. Sure, yeah, sure. I wasted yeah. all my not wasted. <laughs> right, I did not waste. That <laughs> was worth. Yeah, that was, was worth not. not that was worth missing the elk hunt. But sure. I uh, did not get to hunt elk uh, that year. I went for half a day. Put it that way. So um, now you're heading back up, living in Northwest Montana. Yeah, you're gonna have the whole season to hunt now, right? You're building bows. Yeah. You just shut yeah, her down. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm my own and boss now, uh, so as long as I can so as long as I can afford it, are I you, can take time. Are you hunt. buying <laughs> the non resident tag in Colorado and going back or are you gonna hunt around? Um now? I might. I got a buddy that that is gonna go out opening weekend. I was like, man, if if they'd go the last weekend, I'd be a lot more apt to go with him because by then I would have maybe got my elk already, maybe not yeah, in Montana. In because if I didn't <coughs> get my elk yet, I, I might as well just keep hunting in Montana. How are the wolves up there? That's that's always a big topic with everybody. You wolves. Say Montana? Yeah, Montana, yeah. northern Idaho, um, well, all of Idaho. <laughs> yeah, so kind of my experience with it, I, you know, and I haven't hunted the area in like six years. Um, um, but uh, how it's been for me, like the some of the, some of our favorite areas within a year or two of the wolves really taking off. And what year, what year, if you can remember? Uh, we were talking about it earlier. What um, was 05, 04, somewhere in there? Oh, probably? yeah, yeah. So it had been probably um, 07 to 2010. Somewhere yeah. right in there is mm -hmm. when the wolves really started making an impact, uh, in my opinion. 
And are you talking uh, no elk or just no bugling? Well, some of the area, some of our best areas, our favorite areas on elk, you'd, no matter what you go in there, you'd always at least find them somewhere in there. Those within a year to two years, they we went from being a good spot to we would we you walk a mile and a half, you wouldn't even find an elk track. Yeah. Um, and I, the the wolves obviously killed a lot, but it it displaced them too, changed their habits. You'd be trying to call in a bull and uh or you're calling to him and all of a sudden wolves would fire up over here and wolves would fire up over there and the elk would just shut up and i found you can if you just go to right where they last were it doesn't really seem like they leave they just kind of hold still they just stay there and they don't talk and you can usually bump into them but with a bow you're not going to kill them you know yeah. i mean if, i mean yeah have, have the have the elk have you had a problem with hunting elk with wolves robert yeah, I've I've hunted that same country a lot mm-hmm. and the same. I mean, I started hunting in 05, and it was good, you know, and then I think we went back in 08, <clears throat> 08 or 09, and not quite as good and same stuff. You know, you hear, get into a canyon, hike in there a couple miles before light, let one rip right before daylight, and there's nothing. You're like, mm-hmm. what's going on? I've, you know, we were in here. Three days ago, and they were going. And yeah, I, I've been march around, and then, then a few bugles later, you hear wolves howling, and and uh, you're like, oh, I guess yeah. that <laughs> explains it. Yeah, my experience <laughs> has been limited, but I, um, being a coast boy and hunting Roosevelt's, we uh, we don't have wolves, but drawn a um, uh, northeast Oregon tag two years in a row. I was fortunate enough uh, to have points, and then to bank on someone else's points. And there were wolves. I talked to the biologist, and he's like, "There, are, there's a pack of wolves, right where you're headed." I didn't. I seen like the first morning we we got elk going, mm-hmm. and then the wolves fired up. Oh, really? Wow. And I thought, okay, well, should we leave? I didn't know what, what the protocol was, um, but we had put so much work to get where we were at, and there was no traf, no other humans where we were at. So we're like, well, we'll give it a go. And what I found was. The elk were there. The wolves were there. Um, they would booger us up uh, in an area. We would just move over, and it was hit and miss, but the elk stayed, and they would still bugle. But if, th- if they got booger, we'd move over to a different herd. And w- I actually had a wolf with a collar run by me at 30 yards uh, the oh. first day. <laughs> um, so that was, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, it stopped and looked at me like, uh, what? What do you want? <laughs> I'm busy. So that that was an experience for sure, but I didn't, and I don't know if they're so new to the area that that they haven't created uh, too much uh, havoc yet. But it didn't really booger us up too much. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think once they settle into an area and there gets to be almost too many wolves, it it definitely sure. Im- impacts hunting. But. So while we're talking about predators, um, both you gentlemen, I know uh, I've seen the grip and grins with mountain lions in front of you oh yeah and uh that's that's a dream of mine uh i've actually cow called in a couple and uh oh, wow. have missed them <laughs> uh, man that yeah, would be didn't get good uh calm relaxed shots at them they were quick uh, yeah. shots so uh, but that's you know i'd, I'd like to hear uh, both your guys' stories on uh on your guys's cats before we do you uh you ought to get a hold of uh gary renfro gary renfro uh, from Colorado. Okay, so uh, uh, we sat in um, at a TAO banquet, and Gary Renfro and his wife, mm-hmm, that's Con- right, uh, yeah. um, Connie, Connie, Connie yeah. uh, talk about 
I love Connie Rimfro. Yeah, she's awesome. Yep. She, yeah, she crazy. rules. Crazy packing in by herself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Uh, if you guys are listening, definitely want to get you guys on the podcast. I loved meeting them. Uh, Gary makes some amazing arrows. His footed uh, work is is stellar. And, and she's got some awesome uh, elk hunting backcountry stories for sure. So what were you saying about the rim for us? Uh, he killed a, a lion without dogs with his longbow. Okay. Um, and he told me the story one time. I, I, I had read it, and then when I, I met him, I asked him about it. And uh, All right, well, don't tell us his story. We'll okay. say we'll, we'll get his story. <laughs> so yeah, you, I'm, I'm assuming cool. you, you got your lion with dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think getting well, one without. Well, I'm a dog guy, so. Yeah, I mean, getting, I'm, getting one without dogs, I think, would be the ultimate trophy. I mean, that pretty much doesn't happen. I mean, it's like, it's hard. Uh, so getting one with dogs is cool, but getting one without dogs is like amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, being, being, a uh, just, uh, you know, I used to, r- I didn't raise hounds, but I raised dogs for a long time yeah. and, yep. and trained dogs and, and I love dogs. So, uh, I have a lot of respect for the houndsmen. Yeah. Houndsmen are the toughest guys and around. I think. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, uh, getting to be in and watch them work and, mm-hmm. um, it's a hunt. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. It is a hunt to, to, to be on the, yeah. be on the race. With the hounds is is uh, is intense. Yeah, <laughs> you shot your um, uh, cat out of a tree with hounds. Was it in the snow? Yeah. Well, yeah. The that year was a bad snow year. Um, it was like it, it it was cold, but it just didn't snow for. I mean, which is crazy in Northwest Montana, North Idaho, it it always snows <laughs> uh, a lot. But that year was just bad, bad conditions, and so we had to really watch our chance. Um, long story short. Um, we finally, in like February, I think, finally got a uh, a, a hot good track. a hot track. Uh, treat it, and you know, every once in a while, you'll you'll get a cat that's only like 15 feet up and just kind of laying there, not a care in the world. It's like, it's like, dude, I hope, I hope, you know, it's something like that. We we get there, and we had to skirt some big cliffs and go out around, and got up there finally, and couldn't find the cat. Finally, look up. It's finally it's like 60 feet up in this tree. And, uh, I, I told my cousin and my, 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 uh, my uh, buddy, it's like, Hey, you know, I, I'm shooting with a bow. I really would appreciate it if you guys don't put a, some bullet holes into it as it comes down. Cause <laughs> they do that. <laughs> you know, like the houndsmen do, do yep. cause they, you know, they're protecting their dogs. Very Absolutely. Un- very understandable. And they're like, well, shoot, shoot it right. <laughs> you know, and we'll see, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so I see this cat 60 feet up. And all I could see is his chest, neck, and head. And I was like, that's not something that's going to work. And they're like, well, what do you, you know, you shoot with a gun. You know, what, what what are you going to do? And I was like, well, maybe I can climb a tree next to it and shoot across because I really, really want to shoot this with a bow. Dang, I, I haven't heard of that tactic. That's great. <laughs> okay. Did I not tell you this story? No. Okay. No. Perfect. Yeah. So um, I the only tree that really worked, um, and you're going to think I'm lying, but it's I got pictures. <laughs> um, there's this. Uh, there's a tree three yards from a 200 foot cliff. That was the only tree that worked. Uh, it was at the right spot where it was broadside and everything. So I climbed up there a little bit, and made sure it was gonna work. I so I went back down, grabbed my bow, slung it over my. I kind of put it over like my head, like kind of sure. Rambo yeah. style. Rambo yeah, style. Yeah. yeah. And uh, climbed up the tree. Um, had to get up there quite a ways. So I was this parallel. Is legit. <laughs> this is awesome. I, uh, I was parallel with it. <laughs> And uh, I, I, uh, I got my bow out, and I was like, you know, you, that was a pressure cooker because I hate shooting. Back <laughs> then, I was, I hate it. 
back before I knew about Joel, I hated shooting around people. And there's like there's oh, so you got an audience. I got an dogs. audience, a couple video cameras. I yeah, it was just and like, like up in a tree, and, and, and then and then on top left. of that, they're like, dude, hit it right, or there'll be bullet holes in this. Thing. <laughs> in in yeah. worst case scenario, you're just gonna fall 300 feet to your death. Yeah, and I'm like the only recurve guy of the whole bunch, and so everybody's you know how it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Will yeah, it work? Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. and uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, I I and that's why I was so careful about my shot opportunity. Yeah, I, I w- it had to be right, and right. luckily there was an opening there, and it's about it was. 20 yards, just shy of 20 yards. And m- my thought was, well, hey, if <laughs> I'm way up in a tree, so the, can't, the cat can't get me as it comes down, <laughs> which that never happens anyway. Sure. But, I mean, we've had some dogs get tore up. But, um, but uh, anyway, yeah, so I shot, and it was a, it was a really good – it was both lungs. Um, uh, just to be – it, it kind of went around the tree a little bit, and all I could see was its tail coming out, so I guessed where the body was through the pine bough and shot again. But I, I missed it. Um, but anyway, it jumped out of the tree, ran. And they cease fired for you. No, they yeah they didn't shoot. Yeah, yeah they it ran like a hundred yards. Uh, yeah, I yelled dead cat, and the, the one guy videoing said, yeah, it's a good shot, and he yelled to said it's a good shot. So they left it and a uh, hundred yards, dead. Tom. Yeah, Tom. So Pretty good sized cat too. Um. Yeah. He he. Well, yeah, one just shy of one forty. He's like yeah, one thirty, nice one thirty eight. So it did not just huge yeah, in but, weight, yeah, but, but he but had a pumpkin good, head. Good mature, yeah. Yeah, he had a he had an yeah. awesome head on him, yeah. and had really cool scars. He just got in a fight not too did, long did before. You, did you do anything with him uh, as far as mount or? Yeah, rug. I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the scars I just told you about. Yeah. I uh, I took him to the taxi room. I was like, hey, you know, his cat, and, yeah. and uh, I was like, you know, check these scars out. Isn't that cool? You know, and this thing just got in a fight, and we we had found a. A, a big buck that uh, this cat had killed. We, we think it was the same cat. We don't know. It, we found a buck that a cat had killed. It, it was close enough. We thought it might have been that one. We don't know. But but anyway, um, so yeah, came back a couple months later and walked in the taxidermy shop. I was like, hey, got your cat all done. And and you remember those stuck, those scars? I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, I got it patched up. You'd never know. Oh! No. <laughs> so I was like, you, "What?" He's like, "I'm kidding. I'm kidding." <laughs> oh, I had, I had I had a friend who had a, a bull mounted uh, that had a piece of tine in his head, and he had oh, big no old way. scars, and he was eye was jagged, and he told the guy, "I don't want this to change." And he goes and gets the mount, and it was all cleaned oh, up. No, yeah, no. no, no. This guy's great. He yep. knew he knew what. Yeah. So yeah. going back to the shot. Are yeah. you standing on a limb? I mean, I want to I picture the tree. Were you in a big pine? Um, it was a tree. By the time I got to where I was going, it was maybe uh, eight, six, eight. It had been eight, probably eight inches. And then, uh, so it had probably like a 20-inch base on this tree. It had a pretty good base yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Like big enough. I mean, you yeah, could. But, but you had to click, get way so up in the top of it. And you're yeah, wrapping your yeah. legs around it. So <laughs> <laughs> once I got up there, I was like, oh, wait, I, ha- I do have to use both hands to shoot, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, what I did is I, uh, that there's, you know, I found a place with a couple branches. I, I kind of knocked some branches off right where I, where my body was. And then I, I, I straddled around. Uh, so there's some branches right in my crotch and it's, they were pretty small, but I was like, if this one breaks, this one is like right underneath it, you know? So, yeah, so I just kind of wrapped my legs around it like this, kind of made an X and wrapped around it. <laughs> lean out there and shot. <laughs> that's hot. That's uh, hot. Wow. It, it, somebody, if, if I'd watch my boy go, my oldest boy, when he's that age, go do that, I'd probably tell him not to do it. <laughs> and, and, and how, <laughs> how was the table fair? It, yeah, yeah. Cat, cat's I've heard, good. I've heard yeah. good things. It's, it's um, okay, for for the back strap, it's a very white meat. 
It looks like, like it looks like a pork chop. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's very dry. So it's kind of like people who are used to marbled uh, beef. Sure. When they start doing elk, you you tell yeah. them, you, hey, yeah. throw in a bunch of oil, oil or oil, yeah. you know before you grill it and you rub it yeah. down yeah. and you jack, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's the same type of deal for for lion. You you got to add a lot of a lot of grease to it. Cool. Um, and it, it's good, really good. good. Now, obviously, you get to the legs and stuff. It's more of a, it's the dark meat. You do um, some grind, yeah. But no, it's it's really good. If you if you do it right and you know how to do it, it's good. Awesome. Now, Robert, I believe you had no hounds in on yours. Yeah, pure luck. <coughs> oh wow. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, well, I got two good cougar stories. If you want to hear them both, I do. Okay. I do. I I, so I I love it. The one I shot this year isn't as good as my other story, but we'll start with that one. So it was opening day this year. Um, 2016 16 yep 2016 last year last year um it was a nightmare of an opening day for me my truck broke down (laughs) the week before loading the family up in the trailer we're head over opening day elk yep so august 28th ish 26th whatever i think it opened the 28th last year yeah i'm loading the family up to head over truck breaks down so now what i got the baby my wife i want the. she took a week off work and my parents were like, well, you can stay in our trailer. And my daughter's never slept in bed with us at this time. She's a year and a half old. Good for you. Yeah. And so uh, we're like, okay, my wife, just a trooper, you know, like, all right, you know, let's do it. So we, we head over. The baby's up all night screaming. I'm trying to hold the baby. My wife's crying. Like, everybody in camp is up. Like, my brother rolled in at, like, 1.30 in the morning. And he's like, sorry, I woke up the baby. I'm like, dude, you didn't wake her up. You heard her screaming. That was all night. So I literally <laughs> didn't sleep all night. I went out and hunted, you know, the first half of the day. I was exhausted. Came home, let mama take a nap. No, not like elk hunting? Or yep, went out okay. elk. I was a mule deer, kind of mule deer hunting, that okay. actually. But And then I went to sit in a tree stand I had set up on uh, Old Pond. For are we, are we in Eastern early Oregon? Season elk, yeah, Eastern, Eastern Oregon. Eastern Oregon. Um, and so I went back out that night, and I'm tired. You know, I haven't slept in a long time, and I'm sitting up there in that tree, and I'm just trying to stay awake. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I should just go sleep. And then I'm opening day. Right before dark, uh, down out of the sagebrush, just this little cat comes walking up to the pond. And my buddy would set up the tree stand um, kind of for him to sit. It was a long shot for me to the pond. It was like 50 yards, and, and it's drinking and drinking some water i'm like holy crap in the line i'm like well it's i'm not gonna shoot it that's too far and right before there'd been a little rabbit hopping around under my tree and some bushes i've been watching passing the time and so this this lion gets done drinking and it starts walking up there's two trails that come by my tree stand and it starts walking up the trail on the right and so and i'm sti- i'm in a juniper tree and so i have a shot until they get up to about 15 yards and then the way those juniper trees, it's all canopy, so I can't shoot once they get too close. And it's walking up the trail to the right, and it hops in that bush where that bunny was, and I lose it for a minute. I'm like, what the heck? And so, and then it hops out of the bush, and now it's, it's got like three steps, and, and I'm gonna lose lose sight of it. It's gonna be gone. And so, I I draw back as it hops out. It's still walking. I draw back. And it just stops, and she, it was a she. She just looks right up at me. And so it's kind of front on, you know, and 15 yards, 20 yards. I think it was 20, actually. I put it right there, and it went straight down. Right where? Right right in the chest. Went straight down, went through the heart and out. And nice. and it took literally took two hops, 
and into those bushes. And so then I'm like, well, man, I've never, I never shot anything that died that quick. I mean, within a second, like literally, it took two bounds and nothing. Done. Wow. And and so it's now I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, well, I guess it's dead. Like I, I look like a good shot. I'm pretty sure. And I'm five months from shoulder surgery. I had shoulder surgery last year. You're so. shooting recurve. Yep. Uh, Doug for shafts. Yep. Oh, nice. And uh, and so I'm thinking, well, crap. That's kind of you know I'm just kind of playing the shot back and and watching nothing and so I wait like ten minutes. Well now it's getting dark. I don't have a flashlight. I mean it was train wreck night. I don't have flashlight. I don't have anything. Biggest disaster known to <laughs> man, woman, and child. Yes. <laughs> and I got a cougar or a wounded cougar or something down under my tree. I'm like, what the hell do I do now? So I uh, I get out my phone and I text my buddy who's sitting down the ridge from me about a mile. He doesn't answer me, no cell service or whatever. And now it's dark. I'm like, well, I got to go for it, you know. So so I get down and go around where he was and go down and get my buddy. And we, we come back, and sure enough, it, it was dead right there. Took a couple hops. <laughs> Done. But, you uh, see, that's that's the least interesting of your two stories? Yeah. So, my, the, oh, so wow. the next one. My buddy would have said you hit, you hit her right in the chalupa. <laughs> yeah, right in the chalupa. It was yeah. a lucky shot, I guess. And yeah. uh, so, but on the eating – I uh I I did the back straps. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of leery to eat lion mm-hmm. back straps, yeah. you know, my wife, but she she thought it was pretty good, but I so I ground the rest of it up and I'll I do a lot of cougar chili and then I mm-hmm. chunk some of it up and do stews and I'll do that at work. I work at a firehouse, so guys love having cougar chili. Mm-hmm. It makes us feel awesome. Yeah, you're a firefighter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so anyway, my best cougar story we see a lot of them in Oregon, right? I mean, there's yeah. twice what they think there should be. Yeah, I mean, we see or something. we see them crossing the road where I yeah. live, like I've on a regular basis. I've had basis. blacktail seasons. I've seen more yeah. lions than blacktail bucks. Oh my word! Yeah. I've cow called two of them in. I mean, I'm I'm calling elk, and the elk yeah. are coming in. I look behind me, and and you know, here comes a lion. But I was actually in Northwest Montana, uh-huh. and this was in uh, 2012. Me and my brother were we are amped to get there, so we we show up the night before and. And we set up camp, and, and we sleep for, like, three hours, you know. We're like, well, let's go out and see if we can locate something, you know. It's, like, early 3 in the morning, and it's hot. It's, like, 65 degrees that morning. And so we go out. We we go drive a few canyons that we've, uh, you know, hunted before. Nothing answers. So we're like, all right, we're going to go on our death march. And so we, we hike over this mountain, hunt the backside, and it takes about an hour, hour and a half. And it's, you know, 4 in the morning. we got hours before light, and and we're, we're going to get going, you know. So we, we head up this huckleberry brush, and and we get up there a ways. And pretty soon, you know, we're probably half hour from the rig, and we hear uh, a bull bark at us. And so I had I put my diaphragm in my mouth, just screwing around, and, and I bark back at it. And it barks back at me, and then I bark, and then right, right. And we do this back and forth like ten times. Yeah. I'd just messing around, you know. And it's, it's pitch black. We, we turned our lights off at the time. We're like. And then a bull bugles down the canyon, and then one bugles up on top of the mountain. So then we're like, well, let's turn out our lights. We're here. We don't need to go any further, right? Here we go. And so we cut out our lights, and we're standing there looking at each other. You can't see four feet in front of your face there. You know, I guess we'll just stand here for the next (laughs) three hours or two hours, whatever it is. And so we're standing there, and the elk aren't screaming or anything, but we're not going to leave those elk. And we're just standing there. And it had been a while since I'd, we kind of barked back and forth to that elk. And I'm standing on this log up out of the huckleberry brush. If you haven't hunted there, the brush is about four feet tall, you know. 
I'm standing up on this log, and pretty soon we hear something coming down the hill. Crunch, crunch. I mean, it's making a ruckus. And and then you could hear it breathe. <sighs> you know, I thought, this must be one of those bulls coming, you know, great. And uh, I'm just standing on the log. And I waited until I could see movement in the dark. So, I mean, it was four or five feet away maybe. So I wait till I see movement. And I have literally my headlamp. I just got a new one last year. It was a Badlands headlamp I paid 12 bucks for back in like 05. I mean, this is it's not one of these new ones you can see 40 yards. Mm -hmm. and, and I wait till I can see movement, and I click on the light, and there's a lion at the end of the log looking at me. And I'm like, <laughs> I and I had a, you know, that's bear country, so I carry a 44 Magnum with me all holstered up. You know, I think I'm John Wayne and stuff. And, and I just froze. I mean, that thing could ate me. And I just look, and my brother's like, what is it? And I, because he's standing off to my left, and I'm like, it's a lion. And he's like, well, shoot it. You know, like, <laughs> it's right there. And so I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, this thing probably eat me. And I go to knock an arrow, and it just takes off. And, uh, and then you can kind of see its eyes in the, in the brush. And, and uh, you know, we just kind of hung out there for a little bit and then got the heck out of there. But that was a close, close encounter with a lion. And I couldn't believe that it would just come in like that and not, not be sneaking, you know, it's yeah. just charging right in, pitch black. But yeah, I, if anything ever charges me, I'm I'm not gonna make it because I didn't even think about my gun at the time. <laughs> the, the you know, you always uh, wonder what go time's gonna be like. Yeah, and I never even thought my, about grabbing my pistol. My yeah. old, my oldest brother and my cousin both got stalked by lions in the same area. Yeah, my first lion uh, call in. We were calling elk and we were set up on state land and the elk were on private and we were doing our uh, our best to try to move them over the line. We were going with this, like, calf call. Like, we thought if we just keep calf calling that the cows will come and then the bull will come and not, you know, want them to come. And it seemed to be working. They seemed, We seemed to be drawing the elk closer and closer. And uh, I was set up in front and my, my friend was calling. And I looked over and here comes this big cat in the grass. And I could see its tail and it's just stalking in. And I'm like... That's a mountain lion. <laughs> and then I, I took me a second. I was like, I have a mountain lion tag. And I'm allowed to shoot this thing. It, it really was, uh, it, it was an epiphany. <laughs> it took some time to, to, to register that. And when I drew back, it seemed me draw back. And, and uh, I, you know, I tried to let one fly, but it was gone before I could do anything. But, yeah, they, they're amazing. Yeah, uh, they're I mean, cool it is, it is an am when he looked through me, yeah, it's truly amazing. So uh, I'd like to wrap it up. Trent, the lucky dog, wanger. <laughs> Why don't you uh, uh, tell us where, where we can find you, uh, find you on social media, what your website is. Um. Yeah, website, uh, wangerdarchery.com. We spell that out for him? Uh, W-E-N-G-E-R-D. Okay. Yeah, and then, Arch um, and then uh, Instagram, my handle is... I think it's Wenger Boyer, Boyer now. I okay. changed it around a little bit. I think it was. I think it's Boyer. Wenger okay. Boyer. Uh, Facebook is Wenger Archery. Wenger so. Archery. Look for this uh, new up and coming Boyer. I mean, <laughs> he's not new. New. He's been doing this since he was 12 years old, but he's coming onto the scene full time. Uh, he's making some beautiful bows. Uh, so uh, check him out. I think everyone's going to get a kick out of the line story I sure did. It's <laughs> uh, uh. awesome. I also uh, want to thank Robert for joining us today. Look forward to hearing. A little more of Robert here and there because uh, I'm going to be sucking him in uh, every, every once in a while. He's got a, a lot to share. Um, so thanks, guys. I smelled dinner, and Clay Hayes is getting ready good. to speak. 
uh, tonight, and I'm pumped up to uh, hear Clay talk. So uh, that's a wrap. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for all the support I've got this far on the podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. We're having a wonderful time out here in Washington at the Western States Rendezvous. I've made all kinds of new friends, and I'm looking forward to sharing a hunting camp with these guys in the near future. Don't forget to tune into the podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn. Check me out on my website at tradquest.com. Thank you very much. Next week, we've got the Oracle, Joel Turner, talking elk calling and elk hunting all over the West. You're not going to miss this.